Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI. We are live at Project Voice with Dr. Chitra Durgam, the founder of Aesthetic Dental. Chitra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You are not only a speaker today, but you're also going to be a keynote speaker at Voice of Hospitality coming up August 5th and 6th, right? Yes, the Voice of Healthcare Summit that's coming up at Harvard Medical School, um, definitely in August. I hope everybody who's here can join us because it's going to be a great event all about healthcare. Today, you were talking this morning um, about how you've been implementing in your dentistry practice voice technology as well as other branding tools, right? Would you mind talking a little bit about what your session was on this morning? Sure. What I was really alluding to was trying to use uh, social media marketing content that's already been created and established and trying to use that to leverage voice skills. So I think that's part of the strategy that leads up to actually delivering a voice skill um, because it actually helps with discoverability. A lot of times people are having difficulty finding a voice skill, um, learning more about a person. When you've already accumulated followers, when you've already established a, a situation with other people in different platforms where they know a lot about you and a lot about what your work is the next step with voice skill would just be about delivering that I think personal branding and branding in general is extremely important because it establishes your reputation and once you're able to establish that you're able to really explain anything to someone and they're really bought in right away because they've already bought into who you are as a person and what you stand for and you've done an amazing job of that crossing all of the platforms one of the things that really stood out to me about brand was that you said don't it's better to take six months and to be very conscious about how you're bringing your brand to voice right. than to create like 10 skills and to just put them out very quickly to be first. Right. And that's, it caught me a little bit off guard because a lot of us are first movers and being first field. Would you mind talking a little bit more about what your intention was behind that? Of Sure. So I think a lot of what we've been talking about a lot of times with social media is that quality is maybe not always, is, is you know, really something that, the, the market is going to decide, right? But when you're doing social media, a lot of times quality is gone against um, quantity. So people are trying to decide whether they should put 15 tweets out or one really good quality tweet. And in that case, I would say as much as you can put out, the better, right? Because you want to get people to um, see what you're doing, learn from what they're you know, thinking. If they don't like something, adapting and changing the content accordingly because you obviously have a goal in mind and you want to make sure you're meeting your goal, whatever that may be with social media. I feel like with voice, it's completely different because the amount of time it takes takes to make a voice skill and make it that it's going to have longevity mm -hmm. is key mm -hmm. because you're not only investing a lot of money because now we're not using something that's free like social media. We're actually investing money mm -hmm. to develop these voice skills. We have to maintain it. Mm -hmm. um, after we get utterances from the user, we have to make sure that we're changing and adapting. We have to constantly update the information. And because of that, it's extremely important to think about you know how you're going to position your voice skills so that it has a long-term effect and if you spent let's say six months you also don't want to go that long and then realize that all that you've done up to that point is not going to be able to work to get the goal that you want so the strategy behind that is important so planning 
quality work, making sure that it's really comprehensive, includes all of your content. All of these things are things that need to be considered when you're developing a voice skill. And you've had so many big names in terms of partnerships. Just sitting inside of your session, I heard Snoop Dogg, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk, I hear the Project Voice Bradley Metrock. Like, you run a dentistry practice, mm -hmm, right. and yet somehow you're making these partnerships with very key people in a lot of very diverse industries. Mm -hmm. I guess I would love to hear an origin story. Like, how did you get started going from your love of dentistry into being so involved into so many different diverse fields? Sure. So I would say a lot of what I've been doing is more networking rather than partnerships. Hmm. I mean, I feel really honored and humbled that I would even get an opportunity to work you know, a little bit with any of the, the people that I've worked with. And I think the origin story of how everything started was really with my whole desire to change the way people thought about dentists and dentistry in general. I know that a lot of times when people go to the dentist, they think it's gloomy, they don't think it's fun. My first thing was to make sure that my office wasn't like everybody else's office. I wanted to be different. How did I make that happen? We made sure that we had Netflix and other things streaming within um, the office so that when patients were getting treatment, they could actually watch while they were having treatment done. We have a comfort menu, so if patients want uh, a shoulder pad, they want something to a neck pillow or aromatherapy towel they can have it during treatment we have an area that's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese where kids can pick uh, toys at the end of their appointment and we're talking about kind of nicer toys and it's fun and it's displayed and it's almost like that experience that when you go into a high-end place whether it's Walt Disney World or something they have that great experience so it starts really with the foundation of a business what hmm. is your business and how are you delivering customer service because whatever the product is whatever the service is if it's not going to be at a level that you want to talk about, then we shouldn't even go further with social media and voice, right? So whatever we're starting with, we have to make sure that it's, it's doing what it needs to do and delivering on what the message is. Once we've gotten that established, my main intent was to then use the social media and the amount of content I was creating and you know, change the image of how people thought about going to the dentist. And part of that was developing videos on TikTok. And we were able to really capture the demographic in our area of the younger kids wanting to go to the dentist. And it made a real impact. Now I actually interact with my patients who are younger on TikTok, liking their TikToks. They like mine. They always say, hi, dentist. Sometimes they don't even know my name. And they just know that I have these TikToks, right? <laughs> and so that kind of changes how I interact with people now and makes it fun for them. And then from there, I was um, lucky enough to be in Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crushing It, because of the work that I've done. And a lot of opportunities came my way um, as a result. And you know, at the end, for me, not only do I want to be able to spread my expertise, but I want to give back. That's a huge part of who I am. Hmm. So giving value at all stages in terms of my business, but also helping a humanitarian-wise. So I was able to now become a board member of CASA, which helps foster children. And I'm using the skills that I've acquired in my social media work to be able to help leverage their organization and bring awareness to foster children. Um, I've also been able to, like I mentioned before, do some work with Snoop Dogg's League and bring um, mouth guards to them. And you know, doing different things to help the community is just kind of like the gravy on top of everything and really fulfills like the mission that I've set out to do. So that it's not only just about the work, but it's about helping and giving back to the community. You are creating the Disney World experience for dentistry practice. I love that thought of just incredibly high quality, incredibly personal 
incredibly fun mm -hmm. way to just do that. And you as that core brand, it seems like you've had that brand, which is the core. And then everything else, all of the other successes has been because you are very secure with the brand. And like that is the seed from which all of the other flowers are sprouting. We originally met on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I, I was, I think, I can't remember who I heard it from. It may have been Gary Vee, but I was like, I need to get on TikTok. I started producing and then who pops up in my For You stream? You do. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden I look a little bit and I'm like, whoa, she does some stuff with Alexa. Maybe it was because I was searching the Alexa hashtag <laughs> and I see you oh, there. Oh, that's interesting. And I see you in there and then I follow and then we start to collaborate on there. Would you say that impacting your business with all the social, like I found you on social, but right. you use it to improve the brand. Right. How would you say, for the people that work with you, mm -hmm. this is kind of where I wanted to go. Mm hmm you were saying 30% increase in mm -hmm. productivity. Mm -hmm. I've often wondered, should I be including more of my team members, my mm. developers, should I be pulling them away and including them in this kind of stuff? Right. Or should I be as like the CEO focusing on this right, and then leaving question. them to focus on what they wanna do? What, what, what's your thought? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually think part of developing a business is to make sure your team is taken care of. So that's a big important part of what I am about. Obviously, if a team member is not able to perform, if not able to follow directions, that's a completely different story. But when you're trying to nurture a group, you want team building exercises. You want to be doing things together. And part of that is to make sure that they understand what your mission is as much as anything else, right? So I could be there in the middle of the day, which I don't do, but I could be there in the middle of the day doing a TikTok. And if my team's not included, they may not really understand why I'm doing it. And that's really a fail mm. then on my side and their side, because they could be thinking, you know, she's really supposed to be supporting the business and she's over there on her phone so really laying out with mm. your team why you're doing it what's the point how it's gonna help the business how it may help them in the end is critical the other thing is you obviously have to have an engaged team they have to be interested to be a part of it if they're not if that's not something you ask them about when you're hiring that would you be willing to be involved in this mm. what is your take on social media how do you feel all of this is important at that stage to make sure because you don't want some people involved you want everyone to understand and not everyone does and that's fine it maybe my office isn't for them so I'm attracting my tribe you know as I go and then the last point is that when I'm doing this I'm developing team morale I mean I spent once um, around Halloween we did a, a skill and we spent several hours and we closed the office for a couple hours to do it and most people would say that's a waste of time why are you doing that it was probably the best time we've had in the office in years and it doesn't cost anything we had costumes we were dressing up laughing at each other um, we were we went into like nearby stores I mean it was just it's an experience that I could not even pay somebody else to help me with in my office to develop team morale. We were doing it on our own. And so all of this is like really important. I wish more businesses would ask that question, to be honest with you, because not enough people are. It's an excellent question. Because my engineers, I, I think what I need to do is sit down with them and have that kind of discussion about, are you okay with being a part of this? Right. And they'll probably say yes, but like asking them, and having that conversation around the hiring process because it sounds like I got goosebumps a couple of times. It seems like you're really building an inclusive environment where trying really to. everyone is to. welcome and it's all about the brand and it's like, are you about creating this experience for end customers? Right. The problem is people don't want to go to dentists. They find it as this fearful experience. Right. But through the content that you're pre creating, right. I am getting exposed to dentists right. because I see your content and then it's just like, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously, my thoughts around the dentist are changing. Right. 
and yeah, and I always talk about like, do you want to let other people narrate your brand? Do you Thank want you. other people to, to deliver your message? Because that's what happens. If you e you either have to be someone who's willing to say what is important about your brand, who you are, or let so someone else is going to do that. And that goes with voice. I mean, voice. If you don't necessarily dictate what your brand is, Wikipedia will. Yes. And so you want to make sure that at the end of the day, whatever you're working on, that you're thinking about that because the more content you put out, the better. Like one example I give a lot of times is The Rock. He has a great following. I mean, obviously he's a celebrity, but the fact that if anything ever goes wrong within his brand, within two minutes, he can go onto social media and discuss what happened, why it wasn't correct. He's his own PR if he wanted to be. Obviously he's such a megastar that he wouldn't be, but he really has so much leverage over anybody else because he's already established his brand that and shown that he's really honest and cares about people whenever anything happens that's the first place he can go and it's just it's insurance like if nothing else it's insurance for a business why we wouldn't take care of that and take advantage of something that's free like that as an insurance policy to develop your business is beyond me the fact that people are still thinking about whether they should do social media and voice and the train is already left in in the next station you know what I mean it's still baffling to me I'm still trying to figure that out so you being a voice player I'm curious if you're willing to talk about it how you have been applying voice technology because it was I feel like it was mentioned a little bit mm -hmm. your interaction as a brand with um, aesthetic dental mm -hmm. How have you guys been adopting voice? Are you guys in the R&D phase? Have you guys released? Mm -hmm. How right. are you guys leveraging voice technology? So right now uh, we're in beta. So one thing that I'm really working on is Dental Flash Go, which is our dental question um, bank. Um, I'm also working on a voice skill for my business, which is a personal branding play, and that's also in beta. It's more in strategy um, right now, but it's um, it's clear that in terms of personal branding, like there's endless possibilities. So I'm in the the point right now where I'm able to record audio, I'm able to use audio clips that I've already pre-recorded from before with content that I've already made and now I'm able to apply it to voice so that kind of gives me a little leverage because I have spent the time to develop that. Uh, I'm able to upload childhood photos if I want. Um, there's so many plays with this and video is even an option with the Echo Show and other devices and a lot of people think of voice, they think of only audio, they don't realize there's so much more to the experience. It's multimodal, it's ubiquitous, it's going to be everywhere wherever there's a, a speaker. And being able to see that more and more and seeing where it's going, it's, it's you know, important for everyone to get involved. So you're running a family practice, building this Alexa skill, kind of like still fleshing it out and publishing it. What would you say are the guiding philosophies that you're operating when you're building this um, you mentioned that you have a lot of sound that's already recorded by you. Mm -hmm. is, is one of those guiding principles not having a synthetic voice and having it being your voice right. as the brand? Mm -hmm. Okay, so yes. that, like anything else besides that, what would you say are the core that you're kind of building this voice experience off of when you're developing? The reason I'm asking is there, there could be other family practitioners listening mm -hmm. right. and they might be thinking. So I'm, I'm curious of when you're building, because mm -hmm. I consider you very intelligent in terms of technology, social media, moving ahead. Mm -hmm. To disseminate that knowledge that you have to other people, what would you say are the core beliefs when you're when you are building your voice experience? So I think the first thing is you know going through the strategy, making sure first of all what is it that I'm trying to obtain, and then am I is the audio that I'm about to deliver whatever it is, if it's a photo, it's whatever it may be, is that going along with brand? So make sure that it's a good 
piece that I want to be able to include. Then looking through the type of audio, is it clear? Is there a lot of background noise? Obviously that has to be looked at and edited. And uh, you know, doing working with the studio versus doing it on a phone, like what's the differentiation? So it's been a lot of listening, seeing if it works. Sometimes the files are too big. Sometimes we have to work with what we have because we're all in the beginning stages with voice. So trying to like monitor all that has been uh, something that I've been spending a lot of time with. But also kind of really just paying attention to is the concise message that I'm putting out there really giving value? So if I'm, you know, let's say I'm giving a question about childhood, because really personal brand is going to be a lot about questions throughout your life. It's not going to just be where you stand now. It could be somebody asking me what's my favorite color, who was my best friend when I was six years old. So making sure that you're actually answering questions that people might be interested in and providing value and information that they may not be able to find elsewhere is, I think, in my opinion, critical. And so those are all things that I'm looking at. I think even for like other people who are more famous, that could be a really big play to differentiate them to want to do a voice skill is you know divulging behind the scenes, talking about things that are happening on the way to a concert. All these things are important because people want to get that extra value that they can't get anywhere else. If you ever look at a movie when you get the director's cut, you know, everyone thinks that's special. They're able to pay more. So this premium content that you're delivering has to start with the content actually being really good. And then the next phase would be in-skill purchasing, would be, um, you know, having subscription model where people pay premium for getting other things that nobody else would get. Uh, I think really that's kind of like the evolution in developing a skill. For other family practitioners, if you were going to go to a dentistry conference, being the voice person, mm -hmm. what would you convey to them? Well, one, do you think voice is a priority for family? Do you think it should be a priority for family practitioners or for, for dentistry? Yes, I do. So that, that, being, in, that being your belief, what, how would you convey that to other family practitioners who are probably just fine running their business? Right. I mean, I would probably point them in the direction, first of all, of, I mean, they could always reach out to me. I'm easily accessible on social media. Another thing is also uh, reading Scott Westwater and Susan Westwater's book that just came out, Voice Strategy. I think that could really help people understand whether this is the time for them to start or if they want to kind of wait a little bit. And it gives them um, guiding principles to follow to learn more about whether this is um, a good time to be doing voice and what they need to look at. Um, another thing is, you know, we were talking about Paul Hickey earlier. His company is actually putting together websites that actually read uh, information on your website and puts it out directly into a voice skill. So there really is no excuse if someone says, I don't have the time. That's a direct example of how you can't say that anymore because there's so many ways that people can actually use software that's already set up to put a voice skill out there in a matter of a few days. And so that's really what I would say is that you don't have any excuses. If you really want to be first, if you wanted to be first on the internet, this is what I would say to them, definitely get into voice because this is like the next phase. We had the internet, now we have voice. And so this is like the place where if you want to kind of set your foot and be different than everyone else, this is the time to do it. And now coming kind of final question is more personal. You have, I would say, one of the first presences on TikTok, a platform that I'm very curious about in 2020. What would you recommend to people like me, a business owner who runs a tech company who's trying to produce more onto that platform? Right. Do you have any tips being a long-standing expert and pioneer on this platform, what I should be doing or how I should be like thinking of creation on that platform? Do you have any tips? 
So I think one mistake that some people make is that they'll, they think they can do put any content. And I always say with a new platform, particularly if you're not necessarily familiar with it, is to sit and watch videos of other people for five days. Look at what other people are doing, what's trending, what people like, what are the comments that people are leaving on other people's TikToks. So you can kind of gauge for what is important to the community at a whole. And once you spend more time doing that and you see what people like, then developing a strategy as to what you would want to include in your videos that stays within brand and doesn't necessarily expose you in a way that you wouldn't want. Because it's easy to do that if you look at some of the videos, some people use bad words, some people do, you know, some of the songs may not necessarily go in line with what you are as a company. So you have to really be cognizant of it. Um, a lot of people are doing things for the likes. Mm -hmm. So they'll just, they'll make fun of somebody and they're a business and they think that that's great because they got 10 million views. But I would say maybe you should be a little cautionary about doing that because in, in doing that, you've just diluted your brand. So you're getting mm -hmm. a lot of followings, but now you've made your business look bad. Mm -hmm. So there's a trade-off there. And that can compound because now you're also attracting people who are not necessarily buying your product or service. They're there to see a video that you made fun of someone else. So being really thoughtful, I think, is important. And the other thing I would say is see how you can do something perhaps different where if you don't for instance feel like you can do like these moves all the time like that other people are doing on there see how you can be thoughtful and incorporate things and make it let's say funny so maybe you could do a satire of the show the office where you and your teammates are different members and you like put their name and you put the office music in the background hmm. and you do like like a day in the life or you know like a funny routine of what something that happened i think to me that's entertaining and so really you're looking at, are you entertaining? Are you informing? Are you um, giving them something different that they can't get elsewhere? Mm -hmm. Or are you trying to just um, put stuff out there and hope that somebody's gonna like it, mm -hmm. right? So it's really being thoughtful. You have to take a few minutes to think about what it is that you're doing. And if you stop doing, let's say, TikTok for a while, the app can kind of change completely. And so you really have to be in the mix and know what's kind of going on because otherwise you almost like don't get the joke. So really being you know, careful about the app in general and like reviewing it on a regular basis. I also think what's really interesting is, and I've seen you do that, is like doing collabs with younger kids, the, finding out what the younger demo likes, talking to them. Most adults don't do that. They wanna just figure out what they like and then post it. But they have the best information because it is a younger demo audience they have the best information and best insight to offer more than anybody any expert out there who's an adult and for me i think collabing with other kids who may have an account who may be interested in voice could be a huge deal for your company in terms of letting people know more about voice and making them excited like if the kids start getting excited about what you're doing then it's just a matter of time oh he's so cool look what he's doing he's doing this that nobody else is doing mm. and I think that can really be the jump-off point for much more my biggest takeaways from this interview have been start with the brand as the core be very thoughtful in what you want to put out be very inclusive in the environment that you create and collaborate with other people in order mm -hmm. to raise that right if people want to continue to follow your story either here at Project Voice or beyond 
what would you say is the best way for them to either contact you or follow you to learn more about what you're doing? Oh, that's great. If people want to contact me, they could contact me at um, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. I'm, on, I'm everywhere at D-R-D-U-R-G-A-M, so Dr. Durgum. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. Or they could uh, email me at cdurgum at adentalonline.com. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to Thank talk you with so you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI. Thank you.